Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we'll be previewing the college football Friday, November 25th, aka Black Friday slate. College football is very interesting this week, y'all. We got a lot of games going on on Friday, and then there's going to be some games on Saturday as well. Neither DraftKings nor FanDuel have released their pricing for Saturday, so today we will preview all of the Friday action with a Saturday preview coming up later on during the week. This is my second episode of the day. Make sure you go check out the NFL Thanksgiving Day DFS preview, solely focused on DFS and giving you all the insight that you need to win the Thursday contest on DraftKings and FanDuel. Also, if you're interested in playing another college fantasy sport, check out yesterday's college basketball episode where I previewed the first part of Feast Week and all the holiday tournaments that are going on are still going on. So that advice from yesterday will still apply to all of the contests today. Also, make sure you stay tuned to the podcast feed. I will have some more episodes coming later on during the week. Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, I will be out of town. It is also my birthday. So I will be taking that day off, but I will have more content coming your way Wednesday and hopefully Friday also. So make sure you stay tuned to the podcast feed and listen to whatever you want to listen to. I kind of like to think of by doing all the sports, it's like I have a menu and I'm giving you the option to just kind of order what you want off the menu. Now, if you want my full DFS lineups for college football or any other daily fantasy sport, Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. I would be happy to answer any lineup questions, any start sit questions, also dropping stats and facts on there weekly. So make sure you follow at Mike's Money Picks. All right, so I think that does it for the intro. Let's start talking about some Black Friday football. We've got pretty much every conference in action here this Friday. So should be a lot of guys to choose from. Should be a lot of interesting options for building our lineups. Let's dive into it. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. Starting off with the quarterback position, there are two really big names at the top of the pricing board, and they are priced quite expensive, and I have no problem playing either of them. So first is Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a.k.a. DTR of UCLA. So first off, we are assuming he plays. Um, He's been practicing this week, so I would not be inclined to think that he's not going to play. But if news breaks on Thursday or Friday that he's not playing, obviously um, don't play him. But I'm assuming he plays. He's coming off of that great performance against USC, and UCLA has the highest implied total on the slate in this game against Cal. So I see no reason to go away from DTR. I also think he's an interesting option to play because he doesn't need to be stacked. He doesn't really throw to just one receiver, and he runs the ball a lot. So if you're playing DTR just as a one-off, I think that's a very solid option this week. Next up is Drake May. So Drake May had a strange, strange outing against Georgia Tech. It was his first game under 26 fantasy points since week two, and the offense just didn't look good. They just looked out of sorts. Like, I don't really know if I can explain that one. So I'm just going to, you know, throw it away as an anomaly. I think that Drake May is a very talented player. I think that he's a very good quarterback. I think he's a very good fantasy option. And NC State allows 222 passing yards per game. That's not the highest average in the world, but it is enough that Drake May, if he hits that, if he runs the ball a little bit, scores a few touchdowns, he will still be able to pay off that price tag. So among the top plays, If you're looking for just a one-off DTR, if you are looking to stack with multiple receivers, Drake May. 
just depending on how you want to build your lineup, I think they're both really good plays. I think that Drake May is much more stackable because of the receivers he has in his lineup. Now, Jaden Delore of Arizona is the next quarterback I want to talk about, and he had a rough, rough outing against Washington State last week. Was seen on the sideline yelling at one of his receivers. You know, rough post-game interview where, you know, there were kind of some memes and videos made about it. And just not a good day for Jaden Delora. And guess what? He still had 22 fantasy points. So if you're going to have your worst game of the season and still score 22 fantasy points, it's not bad. Like, we'll take 22 fantasy points, right? Now, on this slate against a very weak Arizona State team, Arizona is implied for 34 points. When you look at Arizona's schedule, when Arizona has scored more than 22 real-life points, Delora has been over 24 fantasy points every single time. So, if you think that they get to 22, which I do, Jaden Delora is a very solid option this week, and he's a very good pivot off of DTR and Drake May. KJ Jefferson of Arkansas, super high floor, great cash game option. Um, just very steady performance. I don't think that you're going to see a huge number from KJ Jefferson, but I do think that he's a very solid cash game option with a high floor. Toledo has a little bit of a quarterback mystery on their hands. Daquan Finn has been great. He's had a great season, and he was expected to play last week. He was a surprise scratch the day of their matching game. And Tucker Gleason filled in and only had 51 fantasy points. So the question is, do they go back to Gleason? Is Finn healthy? You know, like, did they go back to Finn? Did they play a committee? I don't know. I'd be looking for more information on this before kickoff because it's a very good situation given how productive the two of them have been. However, this is a bigger slate. This isn't a matching two or three game slate. So if you want to avoid the Toledo quarterback situation, just avoid it. I happen to think that whichever one of them plays is a very good option, but I just don't know which one of them that it is that's going to play. Now, there are a lot of quarterback situations that I'm avoiding altogether, either due to injury, due to rotating starters, due to bad performances. And here are those teams. I'm avoiding Cincinnati. I'm avoiding Arizona State. I'm avoiding all directional Michigan schools. That's Central, Eastern, and Western. And I'm avoiding all Big Ten West schools. I shouldn't have to explain myself anymore on that one. So avoiding all those teams, that leaves two value plays down here, way down the board. First one is Brady Cook of Missouri, who has very quietly had 20 fantasy points in four straight games and he's got a super affordable price tag for 20 fantasy points and Arkansas as a defense just had 700 yards totaled on them by Ole Miss it is a miracle that Arkansas won that game giving up 700 yards it's a lot of yards y'all it's like seven football fields it is seven football fields so pretty much what we're looking at is an Arkansas defense that just gives up yards and a quarterback that is at a very affordable price tag. I see Brady Cook as a legitimate option this week. Now, if you are punting the position, I got one name for you, and that is Ben Finley of NC State. If MJ Morris misses this game, which he's expected to, Ben Finley is still minimum priced, and he came in relief of Jack Chambers last week and had 11 fantasy points in about three quarters of action against Louisville. Now, Louisville's defense is a lot better than Carolina's, We've been targeting the UNC defense all year long. No reason to stop now. If we get for certain for certain confirmation that Ben Finley is going to be the starter at minimum price, it's a very good option this week and a guy that might find his way into one or two of my lineups. All right, 
That does it for the quarterbacks. Let's switch on over to the running back position. At the running back position this week, the king, as he always is, is Bijan Robinson. And look, he just did Bijan things last week against Kansas. We were right that it was going to be a bounce back week. I was right to have him in my lineups. And he just had a great week against Kansas. Like, he is the best running back in college football. He's one of the best running backs I've seen in a long time. And I see no reason to go away from him this week against Baylor. Bijan Robinson last week, if you're worried about the blowout potential this week, which there was a blowout last week, the reason they were blowing Kansas out was because of Bijan Robinson. He had 37 fantasy points at halftime and 51 for the game. I have no problem paying up for Bijan Robinson, especially in a cash game where you want to pay for the high floor. Personally, I would rather roster Bijan than play Zach Charbonnet at, I believe it's $700 lower. Just, I think Bijan's got more upside. I think Bijan's got higher floor. And if I'm paying for one of the top running back options, it's going to be Bijan Robinson. George Holani of Boise State has a pretty steady workload, and Boise has implied 34 points. So this is a situation worth looking into. And when I did look into it, Utah State actually gives up more rushing yards per game, 197, than passing yards per game, 196. So teams can run on Utah State. George Halani, he's got a steady enough workload for us to know that he is the guy that's going to be running. And personally, I think he's going to be really low-owned because I think you're going to have guys that look at this slate that are more familiar with the Power 5 teams and just kind of skip on over the Little Mountain West guys. So I think the George Halani this week is going to be a very, very live option. Xavier Valaday of Arizona State has been great all season and is vastly underpriced in my opinion. In my opinion, he should be up there right behind Charbonnet, but he's not. And when you look at what running backs have done against Arizona, Nakia Watson of Washington State just put up 27 against Arizona last Saturday. Now, the game script might be a little bit different for Arizona State. They might not be leading the whole way like Washington State was. But Xavier Valade, given his production all season and given the matchup, I like him this week. I have no problem going to Xavier Valade. Rocket Raheem Rocket Sanders, I should say, just had a monster 52-point performance against Ole Miss. Um, Missouri, a little bit more stout run defense than Ole Miss, but I have no reason going back to Sanders this week. Lou Nichols III of Central Michigan is a boom or bust option. This season, he has gotten a high of 34 fantasy points and a low of three fantasy points. Because of all of the unknowns surrounding the Mac and some of those Maction games, I don't really know if he's 100% healthy. If I could guarantee that he's 100% healthy, I would love him in this matchup, but I don't know if we can guarantee that. Now, if you get some sort of confirmation before game time, yes, I think this could be a Lou Nichols boom week, but I'm avoiding that situation if I don't get any update on his health. Tajay Spears of Tulane is a guy that we've talked about on the podcast before and a guy that I really like putting in my lineups. He's got 17 or more fantasy points in seven out of his last eight games. But the Cincinnati defense is the toughest that he will face. The over-under in this game is below 50. Tough Cincinnati defense. I'm probably passing on Tajay Spears this week. Jaden Ott of Cal is going to be a low-owned option that is worth considering. When you think about how Austin Jones of USC just tore up that UCLA running defense, I think that Jaden Ott is going to be a pretty solid low-owned option this week. Elijah Green seems to have taken hold of the UNC backfield. He has three straight games of 18 fantasy points or more. Now, the NC State front seven is fairly stout. It's probably a better run defense than he's seen in the recent three weeks. 
So I don't know if I will get there on Elijah Green, but I do think if I'm playing Carolina running back, it would be Elijah Green. Now let's go over a few bargains, and I got four of them. Well, really four teams that I want to talk about. So the first one is the Missouri backfield. It's been back and forth all season, but if you look at recent usage, it seems that Cody Schrader has finally taken it away from Pete. So Schrader is the guy that I would want to play, and we talked about that Arkansas defense. They gave up 700 total yards, right? Well, they gave up over 400 rushing yards to Ole Miss. They gave up the length of a par four to Ole Miss's running game last week. So if you're looking to play one of these bargains, I think that Cody Schrader of Missouri is a guy to go with. Now, obviously, I don't think Missouri's as good of a team as Ole Miss, but anytime you give up 400 rushing yards, you got to be on the radar just a little bit. Michael Allen of NC State has back-to-back games of 9 and 15.6 fantasy points in his last two games, and we know that the Carolina defense is bad. So if you're looking for a really cheap option, there you go. Another one that I like is Jonathan Brooks of Texas. In that blowout game in the second half, he came in and had 25 fantasy points. Now, what is really relevant is that Roshan Johnson, who is the normal RB2 and normally the guy that spells Bijan and gets some goal line work and some red zone work, might be out for this game. If Roshan Johnson is out, Jonathan Brooks will take over his role directly. And I mentioned last week that I like Keelan Robinson of Texas, and he was my punt play last week, and he scored a touchdown and got 11 fantasy points. He's a guy that's explosive with the football in his hands. Texas will scheme up touches for him. He's at a very low price tag. All he has to do is just break one touchdown, and he's going to instantly pay it off. So both of the Texas backup running backs, Jonathan Brooks and Keelan Robinson, both options this week. Now, if you're looking for a lead back, and purely a lead back who is at low cost, Micah Kelly at 3,700 is the lead back for Toledo. And honestly, you're not going to find a lead back for cheaper than that. So that's a very solid option this week, Micah Kelly of Toledo. All right, let's switch on over and talk some wide receivers, and then that will be it for this Friday slate. At the wide receiver position, much like the running back position, there is a clear number one option, and that is Josh Downs. And I think if you are stacking with Drake May, he is absolutely the guy you should play. Now, granted, that's going to be pretty expensive, so you're going to have to find yourself some of those values at running back and at your other receiver spots like I'm about to mention. But I do think that Josh Downs is the number one wide receiver on the board this week. His teammate, Antoine Green, the normal wide receiver too, did not play at Georgia Tech. That is a situation worth monitoring because when Green has played, he has been the clear number two and occasionally he's outshined Josh Downs. So if Green plays, you need him in your lineup also if you are stacking that Carolina offense. Now, when Green is out, Brock Nesbitt was actually their leading receiver in yards last week. And he has a nine combined catches in his last two games. So why not go with Brock Nesbitt if Antoine Green's going to be out? He's the guy I would prefer. I think that Brock Nesbitt might be an option if you are not stacking the Carolina offense. If you're just looking to get one guy in, I think he's pretty cost affordable. And I think if Green doesn't play, then the role and the usage is there for Brock Nesbitt to really easily pay off his price tag. On the other sideline of this game, look, I'd love to talk about some more NC State receivers, but Thayer Thomas is the only one worth mentioning. None of the others are healthy or consistently seeing the football. So Thayer Thomas is the NC State receiver I would play. If you're looking to take advantage of that weak Carolina defense, he's the guy to do it. Now, Jacob Cowing and Dorian Singer of Arizona are about even at this point on the season when you look at their point totals and their recent productions. However, 
if you're looking to give an edge to one of them, Dorian Singer was in a verbal confrontation with Jaden Delora on the sideline last game. Yeah, I'm going to call it a verbal confrontation. I think that it's a little bit more than a spat, not quite a brouhaha. So a verbal confrontation, that's what we'll call it. So that could go either way. You could look at it and say, oh, that relationship's fractured. He ain't going to throw it to him. Or you could look at it and say, you know what? Delora wants to make it up to him. He's going to feed him the football. So I don't know whether that plays in the favor or not of Dorian Singer, but I do know that those are the two Arizona receivers that I want. Tedaroa McMillan is a guy that has been hit or miss. So maybe if you're looking for a boom or bust option, he might be it. But at his price tag, I want a little more than a boom or bust option. So if I'm playing Arizona receivers, Cowing or Singer. Now, Texas receivers had a down week last week, and it was because Bijan scored all the first-half touchdowns, pretty much. And so Worthy, Whittington, and Sanders, they're all back in as live options this week because pretty much the receiver production goes to those three guys, Worthy and Whittington at wide receiver and Sanders as a tight end who plays like a wide receiver. So, like... I don't know. They're an easy offense to pick guys from because we know that it's going to be one of those three. Like it's not going to be anybody else all of a sudden. So if you are fading Bijan, then sign up for one of these guys because if Bijan's not getting the touchdowns, one of these guys will be. On the other sideline of this game, Monterey Baldwin of Baylor seems to be Baylor's top option. He's got 22 fantasy points and 15 fantasy points in his last two games. Gavin Holmes is expected to return from injury, but if you're looking to play just one Baylor receiver, I kind of think Monterey Baldwin, Monterey Baldwin has a little more upside than Gavin Holmes. For UCLA, like I said last week, Casimir Allen is the UCLA wide receiver I want, and he didn't do bad for us last week. He has a consistently higher floor and higher ceiling than Jake Bobo, and one thing that I like about Casimir Allen is that he gets schemed touches. They get him the ball on screens, in RPOs, in the backfield even, in jet sweeps. Like They find ways where it's like, hey, we're putting the ball in Casimir Allen's hands, do something with it, as opposed to just you know trying to have him beat coverage and go do it. So scheme touches for a wide receiver, something we do like in college football. Casimir Allen is the guy for UCLA that I would prefer to play. Another guy that I do like, this is not a stacking option. This is not a guy that I would play a lot of of this offense because the over-under is very low and the two offenses are not prolific. But I kind of like Torrey Horton of Colorado State. He seems like a little bit of a misprice, and Colorado State is supposed to win this game. So if they score points, it's probably going to be you know through the air with Torrey Horton. So I kind of like that as an option if you're looking to save some cost. Now, for the Arkansas wide receivers, nothing has changed in all of my analysis in the past month and a half. Landers has the ceiling. Hazelwood has the floor. Cool if you play both of them, but if you're playing one, it's Landers. Now, for Missouri, on the other side of Arkansas, we want to take advantage of this Arkansas defense, right? Dominic Lovett and Luther Burden III, LB3, are still the top two options. Personally, I prefer LB3, Luther Burden, I prefer him this week. When you look at the game logs, he's kind of been trending in the direction of being the wide receiver one in terms of his usage. So if you're playing one of them, LB3 is my guy. For Toledo, Demir Blankemsey is worth a dart throw in my opinion. He was Toledo's wide receiver one before getting hurt, and he came back last week. Not quite fully back in the game plan, but still involved, still scored some fantasy points, and he's very cost affordable for a number one wide receiver. Now, I do have two punt plays. 
First one is Trey Knox of Arkansas. Look, we know that Arkansas is going to score some points. We know that Trey Knox is going to be on the field. He has a very high snap share. So offense is going to score points. Guy that's going to be on the field, kind of worth a shot, right? The other guy is Maven Anderson of Cal. He's been in double digits in four of six games, and he now draws UCLA. UCLA defense that just got torched through the air by Caleb Williams and USC. So worth a look. So that does it for my punt plays, the two at running back, the one at quarterback, and the two at wide receiver. The punt plays actually didn't do that bad last week, so I'm hoping we can have another good week with those punt plays. All right, anyway, that does it for the coverage of the Friday college football slate. I will have a Saturday preview up sometime later on during the week. I'm going to have to find time, too. Like I said earlier, Thursday, Thanksgiving, and my birthday, and I'm going to be out of town. But I will find time to give a college football Saturday devoted episode. I promise. If you're interested in other sports, make sure you check out the podcast feed. The college basketball podcast from yesterday is still useful today because it's still all those holiday tournaments with all those teams in action. And also did an NFL Thanksgiving DFS preview earlier this morning. Check that out if you are going to play some NFL DFS contests. That one is more of a DFS focus than my normal NFL content. All right, so that pretty much does it here for the pod, guys. If you want my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. But I think that I gave you guys enough names that you can figure out who to squeeze in or squeeze out of your lineups this Friday slate. Hoping it goes well for you. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you all next time. Mm-hmm.